0: jerk practice sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right everybody, welcome to the Jerk Practice podcast. We are a little smaller than we were the last 2 weeks. It's uh Spoiler. just going to be going to be me, Casey, Hans, and the uh, the Indy 500 in the background.
2: Henning's not here today. He's working. <laughs> Top secret project, I guess. Lucky dog. No, I know what he's up to. Do you not know what he's doing? I know it's something
1: with that Kimmy Schmidt show. I don't know what. I asked him what it was. He didn't respond
2: to me. It's animation, or uh, obviously. But uh, did you see? Have you seen that show? Uh, I watched Ashley and I watched the first episode. I, I
1: I wasn't really into it. I guess I know a lot of people like it. I just didn't do it for me.
2: What rubbed you the wrong way. Uh,
1: I just, it, it's like the style, it's that like sort of Tina Fey, like, sort of like mug into the camera sort of style of comedy, like, I don't know, it just doesn't seem natural to me, and that took me a long time to get into 30 Rock, because it's kind of the same feel, where I feel like they're
2: always kind of looking at the audience, like, huh, get it? making a lot of enemies today. Is it a, like kind of like a looking at the audience kind of like a see how smart we are? Yeah. Huh. I like I didn't I, I don't yeah.
1: I just didn't do it for me. I find that I I watch less and less comedies now. I just don't like those are things I will just shut off. Like I just will stop watching or
2: yeah, uh what's the last uh we can go back to TV. What's the last good comedy movie you saw or film comedy movie when i I, let's define good or like yeah like the last comedy you saw that you were like that was really fucking funny or like laughed out loud watching and i'm not trying to say we're dead inside like you can't laugh while you're watching a movie like you hear that with like like stand-up comedians like i just don't laugh at comedy anymore i'm a comedian i don't watch comedy anymore i don't like it so I love comedy, I just can't think of the last like really great funny comedy I saw. I can think of a couple shows, which I'll hit up, but uh I just think it's too
1: too decompartmentalized now. Okay. Like it's we- it's like I was listening to somebody talk and I was like, Oh, that's really interesting point of view. It's like I totally agree. And it's like when we were growing up, move action movies were funny. Like like, quote unquote, things that would be like categorized, oh, that's an action movie, had a lot of humor in it. Like, it's less. It seemed like everything had a little bit more humor in it, but like an actual, like, it's a comedy comedy. So, when
2: you say action movie, lethal weapon, humor in it. That was. Yes. Okay. Very funny. Beverly Hills Cop, funny, but action movie. Very funny, but action, yeah. You know what was. You know what I think falls into that category? Was that movie Seth Rogen and James Franco made a couple years back in uh, North Korea? Oh, I never saw it. Oh, it was good, and it had like a lot of like had a one really cool action sequence. But then it was funny because those guys are funny. So I I would put that in that they they kind of hit that category, and they would say the same that I think I heard him actually talk about it before that movie came out that that was his goal with Pineapple Express. Now, Pineapple Express didn't do it for me, other than a couple of uh, really funny character choices and and really funny gags, but they did have, like, a cool car chase and a couple of cool action sequences, so I can see how he was trying to take that,
1: bring that back a little bit. I think Pineapple Express was, it's a fun movie, but it's definitely not, it didn't do it for me either, but I just think it's part of the culture. Like, there's a cultural difference, like, I'm not huge into the weed culture or the, like, West Coast cult-like. And there's a lot of that is dependent on, like, hey, man, you know how this is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And I was like,
1: I don't. I don't. It just doesn't hit those buttons for me. In the same way, like, if we made a super, like, New York-centric, like, East Coast comedy, it would be the same thing. It's like, ugh, Subway gag? Okay. But that's part of
2: the culture, you know? Like, that's... I think uh, I will throw this in there. I watched the last se- – did I watch it all? It doesn't matter. I watched some – it's always like some episodes are amazing. I watched the last season of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That shit was funny, And I think it's that- what you're talking about. Like it's not that weed culture, but it is that like – it's scumbag culture. I can relate it to is, scumbag yeah. culture in such an amazing way that it just yeah. kills me. And And, of course, it's that style of – I mean, Pineapple Express is absurd, but I think if you were to go through it punch by punch, you could justify all actions in reality. Uh, Always Sunny is almost like Looney Tunes.
1: Yes, which I like. That's what I like about it is that it leans so into it, it becomes absurd. And those are the types of comedies I like, like stuff like, you know, like Step Brothers.
2: Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: Just like. It's absurd. You know, it's
2: 40-year-old men that still live at home. (laughs) Do you remember we saw Step Brothers together? I think – I know we saw it in a theater – uh, but I think we saw it in Times Square, and we were yes. we were hustling so hard to drink shots of tequila and margaritas at whatever scumbag places in Times Square, like yeah, Chevy, it was like a Chili's, yeah, it was a Chevys, yeah. So we were sucking them down. So we waited last minute to get our tickets, and we ended up sitting in the absolute front row. So right as like my drunk like hit me, I had to crane yeah. my neck and have like this. I just remember yes. feeling so sick watching that. And I actually didn't like it very much at when we left, but it was because of the experience cuz when I saw it later, I think that is a yeah. really good example of a good contemporary comedy.
1: Well, and also it doesn't help that we were surrounded by a bunch of fucking meathead dudes from like Spanish Harlem that literally were just like that ain't funny, yo. Oh yeah. That ain't funny. And, like, we're just – anytime people were laughing, like, they were, like, commenting on it. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, you're heckling a movie. Like, you're not – you're going to get no response. Will Ferrell's not going to, like,
2: talk to you in person and, like – I saw a movie going to the – if we go to the trope of – this was almost Cape Fear-esque movie theater distraction. (laughs) And you know when I I start – I don't know why I even saw this movie. I was talking to somebody last night, like – I unfor- I used to go see movies alone all the time. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I still do. I think the last movie I saw alone might have been Captain America uh Winter Soldier. O- yeah, or Fury. I don't know which came out earlier. Fury was great. Yeah. Did you see Fury? Fury, yeah. Yeah, it's thought a, Fury. It's a good great. flick. Speaking of good performance by Shia LaBeouf, if if you want to go to Astoria right now, he's got an art project and he's been standing oh, there in the same clothes for two and a half weeks, it's just a camera that says, um, "We will not be defeated." Uh, it's a it's a streaming live camera. You can go online, and uh, I'll, I'll have to put it on our Facebook page or our Tumblr. Uh, I think it's we will not be defeated, and you can go just check out the stream, and people just go stand in front of it and like say their views. And somebody showed it to me the other day, and I was like, oh, Shia LaBeouf put that on? That sounds about right. He does that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's him in the back. I went, what? She's like, the only time he's left and he's worn the same clothes has been when he got arrested when he got in a fight with a white supremacist. I was like, bullshit. And I was like, but that can't be him, because there's also like 50 people around, and they're not bothering him. So I want to go see if Shia LaBeouf, who's Man of the People, will not be defeated, He's yeah, got a little actually... mini wall around him with a couple bodyguards. Because right, yeah. I and I'm not saying I, th- I think it's cool. Like do some t- type of activism. He's like an art project guy. Uh, what do you call art? That's living art. Mm, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, performance art. Performance art. Like Irana Baruskovich or whoever did it. You know. Yeah. Uh, All
1: right. <laughs> I think.
2: Really- I think. He's playing man of the people being there all the time, but I got a feeling you don't get too close to LaBeouf. What do you think? Because like, otherwise people do? would be scumbagging him. They'd want selfies all the time. Yeah. Maybe I'm but wrong. What's he doing? What's it for? Like, what's it, What's the point other than just... It is an art project that will last the entire... His concept or his mission statement is it's a live stream giving people a voice to speak against power... Uh, Maybe Uh that's this. Let's uh, let's say I'm paraphrasing mission statement. Yeah. yeah. But it's a live stream that you can go online and check out anytime. And it will exist until Trump's candidacy or Trump's presidency ends.
1: So he's going to wear the same clothes for four years.
2: (laughs) I guess. I don't know. I I, I did think it was interesting when she pointed me out. I was like, she's like, that's him. And he was just like smoking a cigarette against the back wall. No shit. Because it's right by where I live. Kind of. I was like, I hate to break to you, Shia LaBeouf, but this is a very self-serving thing that's not going to get Trump out of office in any way, shape, or fucking form. You think it's self-serving? Yes. Uh, explain. Is it because he's got to be in the pi- on screen the whole time, or is it because he outwardly had to attach his name to it, or is it just— It's because he's not doing anything with it. Right. He's not doing—it's just—it exists to
1: exist. It's just a fucking echo chamber. It just is making, like, not that people voicing their, like, that's totally fine. That's very cathartic. Mm -hmm. But if you think voicing your anger and that's it is going to do anything, then you're a fucking child. Of course. Of course. Because you shouting into a microphone while Shia LaBeouf smokes a fucking cigarette (laughs) and eats a ham sandwich behind you isn't going to do fucking anything. (laughs) Not to be a bummer, but, like... What is he going to do with it? What is I mean, you said his point is that you should be able to, like, but he's just going to do that until Donald Trump leaves?
2: Yeah, I guess. He didn't
1: win then. He just fucking hung out until Donald Trump wasn't elected again.
2: Yeah, I guess it is just uh, it's, it, it's out in front of the um, MOMI, the Museum of Moving Image. I don't know how okay. he got that spot. but So I guess the only credence you can give it is it's an art project. It's not a uh, well. It, w- what's your feeling about John Lennon staying in bed with his scumbag wife for a couple of days? Self-serving. Same. Self-serving. Yeah. Totally right.
1: And not like that. I mean that it's the same thing, but it's like he had the idea sooner, so you got to give John Lennon that. Like, yeah, you thought of it first. I mean, art's just a fucking huckster's game. Like <laughs> there's talent involved, but once you get into like. Modern art and can like perf- like it's a fucking huckster game. It's you have to sell it. It's not art in- unless you get
2: someone to say it's art. Are you saying me throwing pies pies at in, a toilet in <laughs> an empty toilet while I uh, sing the national anthem through my butt cheeks through a trumpet isn't protest? That would that's the best protest <laughs> in my opinion. We got to do that. We got to do uh, uh what would you call
1: it? Toilets for Trump. Get just, we we'll just had to get a toilet, get someone to like airbrush it to look like Trump, and then just let people throw pies at it. Ah,
2: that's so much better. That takes, and you know what? That t- obviously that's more effort. You can still live stream it, but you know what? I'm a real artist, I don't even want to live yeah. stream it. You got to be there for the experience, and I'm going to be sitting on a toilet right next to the toilet, saying witticisms, yes, as dressed as a Nazi. <laughs> no, I'm. <laughs> And I'm all, no every time a toilet every time that pie hits a toilet I'm just gonna say Stearke for four years, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like in full umpire regalia with the like chest piece and the little tiny hat.
2: Well, and and uh a uh, Third Reich armband <laughs> with a T. With that, did you for, see with a black T? Did you see that definite? I think it's one hundred percent. uh Photoshopped, made up. Did you see like the the old? I guess you call it a letterhead or company logo of Trump's comp corporation, where it's just four T's oh, awesome. put put together perfectly to make a swastika. <laughs> <laughs> and That's somebody awesome. had photoshopped it so it looked like it was actually embroidered into, like some excuse me, Jesus on oh, his gold pillows, uh, and uh, onto like you know like stationery and shit
1: oh that's hilarious that's amazing
2: we're not supposed to i told i i really just don't uh i tried to make a list of shit because you just can't get away from and and as you should it's like a new president you just really can't get away from it i'm just like i don't know what to lampoon but i already just talking about we can toilet toilets and pies that's all i yeah, got right there you go because weird 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 shit is going on that i don't Know how to comment on because I don't know exact. I just know the broad strokes, and the broad strokes seem very yes. uh, dictatorial. I don't know. I don't know another
1: word. No, and it's like I, I read an, an interesting article, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's kind of," but that's just classic politicking because that happened in Ohio. It's like John Kasich, like the uh, legislat- legislators in Ohio. Did this crazy uh, abortion ban? Not not a ban, but they the window for it was so it was like twelve weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Like you can't get an abortion till after twelve weeks, and uh, people went crazy because also oh, you that like twelve weeks would be the moment when you're like, oh fuck, I'm pregnant. Yeah. So like it was well before the window of you would just naturally know unless you were constantly checking to see if you're pregnant. So everybody went crazy. And then John Kasich came in and was like, whoa, 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 I'm going to reel this back. And everybody was like, cool, cool. We did it. And then they went, wait. And I think that's what Trump's doing is like doing this Muslim ban, like the way it is now is him just testing the water so when he goes, well, that, you know, like takes a step back, they get to keep whatever that middle of the road thing was that people would have protested anyways. But they went four steps too far and then are going to backtrack to exactly what they want. And I don't know what that is, but I, th- I believe that's what's happening.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. By the way, it's not a Muslim ban. Uh, Press Secretary Donnie Spice says it's a uh, terrorist ban.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot. Obama did he? He let them in. So did George Bush. What like, the fuck? See, they're just fucking chucking and jiving, man. They're just moving.
2: Mm. They're I mean, it is hit. classic. The way you explain it is it's it's a pretty reasonable explanation because that's just classic uh, uh, negotiating. You you put your number high, so then they lowball yeah. you, and then you meet in the middle. Like I'm having you. I'm still looking for work, and a lot of mm-hmm. places. Scu- it's such a scumbaggy move because you know what you're willing to pay someone, and they're always like, "Yeah, yeah, what's your what's your requested salary?" It's like, "Fuck you! You don't need this question yeah. because I'm either going to lowball you and you're going to lick your chops, it, it, maybe that's the only reason it exists. You're going to go No, it is.' We were going to offer you thirty thousand, but want you want this said job you bad enough. Twenty. You said twenty, so now w- there's no way we're giving you what we should be giving. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is." So I, $100,000, every one I answer. No no calls back yet.
1: I had to do, no, I had to do that moving here. Like, all of the fucking job applications, like, ask you what it is. And, you know, like, I don't know what the average rate is, so I just started writing average rate of pay.
2: Yeah, that's, like, I just put You know, TBD. like, I'm not going to
1: highball you so you can be like, oh, he's from fucking New York. Yeah, that's what he thinks.
2: Was there a time when you just picked a place you wanted to work? Let's say Dad Magazine. Let's just yeah. use that as an example to represent uh-huh. jobs. Did you just go, I want to work at Dad Magazine. You put a fucking suit on. You put some information in your briefcase and you walked in and said, hey, I need to talk to uh, your hiring uh, office or yeah. I, I don't know how things work because you only get and you know, actually I take that 100 percent back. All of the gigs I'm getting responses for have been 100% nepotism. I think the crop is, uh, it's so easy to get in touch with an employer and there's so many platforms that they're so inundated that the only, I think that inundation, it's like when you get overwhelmed with shit and you don't do anything. I think that inundation overwhelms an employer. So they just finally go like, hey, Steve, do you got a friend?
1: No, it is. It's just a. It's just a, another stopgap, preventing like a lun- Like I don't want to take the time to do a fucking thirty interviews. But if my friend has knows two people, done. You're already vetted at least to a certain
2: point. Like someone right. can vouch for you. Oh man, I do have a. I got a really. Oh, I got two. I got two, and maybe we can talk about one today. I don't know if you're. I don't know if the wound has healed. Did you get my email? Oh,
1: yes, I did. Yeah, I forgot all about it until my son. I was like, are Hans and Henning going to get an apartment? I was like, what? And I looked at it. it was like, oh, fuck. I forgot about the deaf
2: German. Should should I talk about it? Can I set it up? So one of the gigs I got is for a a website, and a woman reached out to me um, because I applied for she was looking for um, people to write articles about cyber crimes. And I was like, oh, all right. And send a pitch with this and this and this. And I was like, I got a fucking pitch for her. So uh, yeah. I I got back to her yesterday. and I am not wait to hear back. But the the distillation or the broad strokes of it, w- have I mentioned I'm a rube on this podcast before? Goodbye, Ruby Tuesday. Well, I, like, I got goosebumps when I s- realized, I, so I got oh, for, real yeah. rubed, like, like Simpsons, how you doing? Uh missed what what's uh what's the what's the guy's name Kelsey Grammer plays? Oh yeah. Mr. Two Willinger <laughs> Mr. Two Willinger I uh Sideshow Bob. Um Wow that was – see I'm just a dumbass. But uh Ooh, are you glad you don't have to hear that anymore? By the way, uh, glad that '70s shows quoters are are gone for the time oh, being. Oh God! No, it's <laughs>
1: funny you bring that. Not to take you away from the story, but uh, from that '70s show, like it is back because uh, the Independent Film Channel and MTV are just for old people. Oh, like, really? we have a TV at the bar I work at, and they it's either AMC, MTV, IFC, MTV, and IFC. Play literally, I shit you not, six hour blocks each of that seventy show. MTV does? MTV six fucking hours <laughs> of MTV. Can you fucking imagine? And this is like
2: at night. So MTV became the Nickelodeon, and now they have a Nick MTV's at night. MTV's just Nick at night. Oh my god! for For us and people
1: about five or six years older than us.
2: That's so forty years. year olds.
1: MTV is for forty
2: year olds. Yeah. Uh, and above mtv needs to i just don't i mean speaking of 40 year olds let me sound like the most fortiest of year olds mtv yeah. complicated things so fucking much and they didn't have to all they had to do was play music video content that's all they've ever needed and for whatever yeah. reason somebody got a hair up their ass that was like we're not being competitive or they're doing this or I'm bored and they started uh-huh. bringing programming on. They never ever, ever needed it and now they just lost. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if kids kids watch MTV now because I don't know what's on no. it. No, they don't. There's,
1: they have no reason to unless they want to watch that fucking seventy show. No, there is no reason on the planet Earth. There's no reason anyone under the age of fucking 30 would watch MTV. There's no fucking reason. I know that because I've watched, it's on on the television right by me for fucking 10 hours. And I can tell you, other than episodes of fucking Friends and that 70s show, that's literally all they show.
2: Did that, uh, does anybody from that 70s show pull like a scumbaggy Bob Crane and uh, like make you turn up that 70s show? I don't know, like a oh, Fez man. or that something? That would be
1: amazing. Yeah, Wilbur Valderrama is, like, rolling in like, hey, what's on television? (laughs) 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 out of
2: here, you louse. Is that an acceptable character now? Could you pull that one off, Fez?
1: I don't think so. Like, rewatched it. I was like, it's a little touch and go.
2: Is it? I, I, I think he's, like, an amorphous blob, though. Like, he's ambiguously sexual. He's ambiguously racial, really, right? Well, it's a lat- Latino man playing a
1: Indian Middle Eastern guy. Is he middle? I guess his name's Fez. Just the name, I think, is like. Mm, uh, but that they. Are you. For, like, he's called Fez because his name is impronounceable. And that foreign exchange student, F E S, Fez, it's Fez, they give it more of a z to make him sound like a fifth fucking stereotype from the 30s.
2: Yeah, but isn't fez like the hat that Middle Eastern people wear?
1: Yes. Like from like in the Indiana Jones movies. That's what Salah has. He has a little red fez with Yeah,
2: the... that oh, that's what I see. I guess my mind is always uh always looking for Well, it's like the Shriners. They have they wear fez, little fezzes. Shriners still around? I, that's a good question. I don't know. What did they? What did they? What did they ever do for me? What did they do? It's just a men's club.
1: Yeah, it's like a kind of like a Nice of Columbus, but I don't know why you would choose something else. It's like a a more Middle Eastern themed Knights of Columbus, basically, <laughs> like because oh, it- they had like the scimitars and they had they wore the fez and they. So I honestly don't know what the origin is. But. So
2: even that, like, so the hats—I don't. I guess I never put that shit together. They just appropriated a culture. Like that's eh, pretty cool. This will yeah. be eccentric, and we'll be a part of an, like, an eccentric group. It's like a more carnival-themed f- uh, Masons club. It's like a poor people's Masons. They're like, yeah, oh, let's celebrate Middle Eastern stuff. But the Masons rule the world, and they just ride around on little motorcycles in parades. In small town parades, yeah. Right? Aren't the shrine? Am I picturing? Am I just having a a fever dream, or am I picturing Shriners are always big, fat, old white men that get on tiny motorcycles and do like little circles in the parade? Yeah, and have like velveteen, like colorful jackets and vests. Yeah. That's so, I guess that's fun. That's a club I want to be a part of. I don't want to, any guess, work to Yes, we may have to, to do. do a
1: mini segment about Shriners and what, what exact like how that differentiates from Knights of Columbus and or the Masons.
2: Why don't I take it one deeper and try and call them and record the conversation, try and join the Shriners, see what their uh, requirements are. Oh, yeah, we got to get a man on the inside we got to give them a uh what was that shitty audio thing that made some idiots billions of dollars jerky boys and the jerky boys yeah
1: hey
2: can i be a fucking Shriner? <laughs> god all right uh back to getting rubed, i back guess back to huh? getting rubed. so and i i found if you you know you can if you go to if you're a gmail owner and you uh-huh. don't delete emails like i don't you can go to your category, all mail, go to the right that says numbers. It should, mine said like 40, 100,000 emails. Click yeah, on that yeah. and you can go to oldest and it starts with the first email like, welcome to Gmail. Why is Gmail different? So I scrolled, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to find it. I scrolled through it and found an email from a Miss Corrine
1: Schultz. Yep, Already. Listen to that. That's a villain's name. Yeah.
2: So, oh, I guess I should set it up. So, Casey, you and I had been living in New York two years, maybe not even. 2006. No, it
1: was super, super early because 2006, like, that was when we moved. We moved in 2005. July of
2: it 2005. It was July to
1: 2005. Yeah. So, I guess it was probably a year.
2: Just about a year. If it so was 06, yeah. Our roommate, Timmy, had moved out was moving out he
1: moved out right yeah it was september of it was almost october so that would yeah it would have been you know over just a little over a year yeah
2: and we you and i needed we lucked out and when we moved to new york timmy had space available so we moved in with our friend timmy who we grew up with yeah all right then he moves uh, Out of this madhouse in an apartment Was it all painted crazy yet Or was that after we were Is that after we were forced to stay because of my Yeah uh,
1: <laughs> And our lovely we, we paid rent in fucking
2: cash And he gave us a paper receipt Did we really pay rent in cash? Yes Oh we were the best fucking tenants ever then That guy didn't report any of that No yeah we I just I looked at that and I was thinking of that
1: apartment like a little little sweet Italian guy, paper receipt. We paid
2: him in cash. Yeah, he used. It was. It is a weird situation. One I have. We kind of had a weird situation in Minneapolis right before it, so I didn't think it's strange. But like, I, it, I'm so far removed from having a, a landlord on a first name basis that comes into your apartment once a month, wearing sne- white sneakers, jeans with a t shirt tucked in. And yeah. gets his rent in cash. Like says, "Hey, by the, how you did." Like I just remember now that you say I'm him coming, standing I'm in coming the living over room for today. Yes, that's so. But not in like a mean way. But like that was the underline. Like have your fucking rent today. But also, I'm yeah. going to stand in your apartment awkwardly for about ten minutes while we shoot the shit. Wait, while you while
1: you wrangle up the cash from the four different people that live there.
2: <laughs> right. Oh my god. So you and I. This was deep in Brooklyn. Timmy was moving, and it w- the apartment was huge. It's a big apartment. It
1: was a nice apartment. It was basically, there was one, like, sort of master bedroom, and then it kind of had a railroad feel, because then off of that main bedroom, there was the quote-unquote living room area. Then there was a tiny little in-between room with that, like, altar built into the wall. Yeah. Then there was the that what was my room, and then off of that was a tiny room, and that was your room, so, so it, it was
2: railroady. But even railroadies tend to you walk down a hallway and you go into the rooms. Like yeah. for a year, I had to walk through your room to get to my room, yes. <laughs> and you had a proper door, I had
1: a glass door,
2: and for a minute, we had to walk through Henning's room to get to your room to get to my room. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, uh, getting back to it. So, we decide we have to move because it's going to be too expensive for us. I think I was selling hot people. dogs at the time. You yes. were s-
1: maybe still Starbucks, but slinging coffee? most likely almost Whole slinging food? fancy frozen yogurts.
2: Mm, yeah. I, no, I don't think quite. Maybe. Maybe I was working at the bar by then, but- because you had Whole Foods before Yogurt Slings, right? Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So we're like, Anyways, we, got, yeah. we got to move. And I think it's be- – I, I think I've been tossing this over in my head. I think it's just because we were younger. And it's a pain in the ass finding apartments anywhere, but New York is notorious for it. But it's mm-hmm. really hard when you're young. I think because I've I've had apartments many times since then and I guess it's just through being an adult and being responsible when you find an apartment you go meet somebody you meet the requirements you could just kind of get in because all they want is Mm -hmm. like money and security that you're going to pay it but when you're younger it's like nobody trusts you. As they shouldn't probably. I don't know. And yeah, you don't have money.
1: Like we don't have like jobs that you quote unquote make enough money to pay rent from.
2: Yeah, I guess. I guess that. Yeah, but I think it's more like you kind of they can see it in your eyes when they're like, and you know, we need first and last month in a deposit. You go, uh huh, uh, you there? So I recall look just scouring Craigslist and all these apartments and then. Finally, and it's a, and and you get the basic like it's too expensive, it's too small, or it's too far away, meaning it's yeah. too deep in Brooklyn, it's too deep in Queens, it's on Staten Island, yada yada yada. And uh, at
1: that point, we were we both had jobs in the city. Yes, and we never really looked for anything outside of that.
2: Yeah, we it, after if we're only in the city for that long, it's also like an uncomfortability with. Uh, your environment. Like now I know if I were looking for apartments and I see four Hills, I know exactly where that is and what that looks like. I see prospect yeah. park. I know exactly where that is, what that looks like. So all these regions I can instantly do in my head. All right, that's 40 minutes out, but it's a nice neighborhood and this, and that. you can do all. And there's just like, you see names and you go Cypress Hills looks good. It's three and a half hours away <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. in the projects. Or like when you and I first moved, When Bensonhurst, when we were first looking at apartments, we were we had determined we were moving to New York, but it was not like the option to live with Timmy wasn't there yet. So you and I were just looking at apartments. And I do remember, like, we found in one apartment that we're like, we can afford it. Keep in mind, we're coming from Minneapolis and we were paying. What were we paying at that last place? Uh, Fuck two seventy five a month. And I and the only thing the only uh, caveat was I had to live in a a three season porch, yeah, which was fine. And <laughs> I think your rent was less because of it. I think I had to pay two twenty. But how <laughs> th- how amazing is that? We had an entire floor laundry in the building, uh, a, a li- the weirdest backyard ever, which was just a dirt patch. But it's just
1: yeah, it was just a sw- it was swamp like it was mosquito like in the summer you couldn't go. In the back, because you physically couldn't stand the amount of fucking bugs. Mm-hmm. Like it's like Temple of Doom esque levels of bugs. You just physically cannot stand it. <laughs> you couldn't be back there for more than like five seconds, and you're just like, I can't. Ah,
2: ah, ah. You can just feel them like devouring you. And there were the ba- The basement was where the laundry was was a legitimate nightmare
1: like bats that there were bats and like horror movie cobwebs and it was like a murder it was like where murders happened
2: and we converted the very very back room which if you could make it that far you you went through like a you went through basically uh the last crusade uh test um that was even creepier cuz you just walk into a room with like Creepy costumes and women's clothes, wigs in
1: like dirty women's clothes. Yeah, <laughs> had we just taken a camera and without context, just did a
2: pan from the room, that's opening to fucking seven. Yeah, like, that's what it looked sure. like. Um, and I the other thing I was thinking about that recently is uh, that was the basement, so that we had the top level of this house. The main floor was another just level that two people rented. Like it wasn't broken up into y- units. It was just. Top floor, bottom floor, bottom and then floor, the basement. Yeah. And as we recall, anyone could just like from around the back, like there was no lock on like a basement door or anything. Like anyone could have just walked into our basement and just w- laid in wait. Am I? Am no, I, true. Yeah, it was not because
1: they they had like back steps. The way you lived in that that porch up front, that three season porch, mm-hmm. it was like that in the back, but it was rickety. Uh, stairs, and then there was a door on the ground floor that led to the backyard that, you know, was like a piece of rotten wood with a crappy latch on it. Like, easily you could just break it open and then shut it, and you wouldn't know the difference, and then go down into the the fucking murder
2: room. Yeah, like, uh, we had a, a... But that's
1: the thing, I don't think no one could have stood like mentally, like I don't care if you're like a fucking serial killer slasher <laughs> to lie in wait down there, I think would break you. I don't think Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker could stand it down there. I guess. Yeah, especially they're There are fucking bats and spiders the size of a fucking baseball. <laughs> and we always went
2: downstairs. I were there lights. You know, like, there's, like, two bare bulbs, you know, <laughs> yeah. hanging by a, like, I think there was that. Wires. We always went down, like, in tandem, hit the bulb. Yes. So if you're, like, a stalker, can you imagine sitting down there in the dark? And when that's dark, I remember taking a photo down there. And you know how you can, like, open up the... Was it? Is it aperture or shutter? Aperture. Aperture, yeah. Aperture. You just take a photo and just open. It was so dark down there that I just put my camera down there in like an SLR, single lens reflex, and yeah, uh, I have cameras, baby, with a big dick, <laughs> big dick Rick. Uh, <laughs> they got to talk about him. Um, so I, I took the, you know, you can just open the aperture completely, and if it's pitch black, eventually the light, I left it down there for like an, it took an hour and a half to get enough light. Oh, to even
1: make an impression on the film.
2: Yes, and I didn't know what I'd get, and I developed it, and it was... I, I I gave it... I made a print of it, and I gave it out as a gift. I wonder if I can have them take a picture, because it's horrifying, too, because it the, enough light eventually got in, and you just see this haunting Spirit. image of a water... <laughs> like, a water heater, but a water heater oh, yeah, from yeah. 1892... It's really creepy. So can you imagine having to lay in wait in complete blackness down there?
1: No, we did have to go down in tandem because there was that one time, I think we were both doing laundry, but it was like I was taking mine out of the dryer and you were, you know, like we were, you know, like riffing and doing comedy stuff. When we walked down and we're in the, you know, I'm getting my shit into a basket and you're putting yours in the dryer. And then we just hear like, We all stop and, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and turn and just, like, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, what the fuck? And we look, and on top of this, like, old, rusty pipe is this bat, like, cute little bat. And he's, like, struggling because he's so, like, swaddled in spider webs. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs> But it's like the most macabre adorable. Like if we could have taken a picture, it'd be on a fucking hot topic shirt. Because right. it's just like, he's the bat sleeping in his cobweb blanket. And we were both like, oh. And honestly, the moment we both looked and went, oh, I just went, ha! It's just like <laughs> out of the fucking, like, like cobweb draped off it. <laughs> like just beelined. And we were probably about shoulder to shoulder, and the thing, like a fucking field goal, just went, <laughs> like, I remember it, like, whoop, like whipping by my ear. And then we both just, <laughs>
2: and, like, hit the ground. Like. I do recall for a while after that, though, like, it it knew, like, I think it's because our reaction was like, well, I got these. It's like we got punked in prison. Because from then on, yeah. as soon as you went downstairs, it would buzz you.
1: Yeah. Fucking. But it makes sense. There were bats now that I just told the story. It was like, there are that many fucking bugs in the backyard. Of course we had bats. Like, Oh, yeah, that's what they eat, right? So, like, old dirtbag bug house. Like, of course we had bats. It's like we're fucking Beetlejuice's roommates.
2: Yeah, we'd probably have malaria if we didn't have bats. Oh, yeah.
1: Fucking yellow fever.
2: Did we talk about, we also... uh uh, oh, that makes me uh, r- think of the time like if you're down there in the darkness. So when I was working at the bar, one time I had to go in early, early morning this is when I was drinking heavily. I had to go in for some reason at like five in the morning because our boss had made some shitty appointment that he would never make. And I lived down the street. So I had to go in there at five in the morning to let like a maintenance guy in. God, what was it? Why would I have to be there so early? But I had to be there really early. And I was probably still drunk from the night before. I know I was probably. I was still drunk from the night before, but I made it in at 5. Probably a little randy, but I was, like, lazy, like, tired drunk. And I remember just sitting there in the dark waiting for this guy who never showed up. And so as soon as I got there, and then I got a message from our boss at, like, an hour later, no, like half an hour after I'd been there that this guy's not showing up. I was like, well, I'm up. It's 530 in the morning. I hadn't even bothered to put the lights on. I'm just going to start drinking in this dark bar. So I just grabbed a (laughs) bottle of Jameson and like a six pack of like cans of beer, a few cans of beer, and I just sat uh, in a booth at this bar in the dark. But this bar is also the bar that we talked about, which was... Horrifically infested with mice and everything you can, cockroaches. Get. And I just sat there in the dark, I didn't bother to turn on lights, and I just s- started drinking whiskey. I was like, Nobody's gonna be here till 10 o'clock, I'm just gonna sit here. Like, in uh, the wife's asleep at home, I'm just gonna drink because I'm gonna, I'm a drinker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I just, it, it, it's like an image that comes up to me now that I'm sober. That's just like, it's, it's the image and it's, and it's okay. Like I'm, I'm cool with it. It's the image of alcoholism. This should be in an ad because yeah, this should be, it's just me in a dark bar alone. And, and they should also cut to what I see. Cause I literally just see the entire bar moving so many roaches. Yeah. Mice, like the entire thing, God, almost you like have an to be, acid trip. You have to be lit to sit through that
1: without. Oh God. That's like a Harvey P car drawn by Robert <laughs> Crumb, like just one page story just called the booze hound. And it's just you just slamming whiskeys and drinking beer. just watching like the vermin of New York City join you. It's like they're singing to you like
2: you're the rat king. Henning can you draw us the first panel of that comic where it's just me with a bottle of Jameson and PBRs and like a cockroach looking over my shoulder and I just go well I'm up and then the next panel is me taking it why not I'm up just so sad oh,
1: oh god that's, but, fucking, um, that's amazing me, Oh, it's,
2: it's, such a, it's such a strange image and there's people doing that shit right now it's, a, it's such a bummer but, um, and of course, and of course you have to step back and, uh, and, and laugh about it. Cause if you, if you see me, you'll go, oh yeah.
1: Oh, but this will go back to why we'll get
2: back to why you were drinking. Why was I drinking? The sadness of getting rubed. Thank you. Yeah. 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 N- nice turnaround. So we we're looking this is wow, I don't even know how we got to there to there. And I almost went into why our Oh we were brand new. I almost went into why our ceiling started leaking at our Minneapolis apartment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well that all it all everything is cause and effect. There's a reason for all of it. So I guess basically we were we had moved we had lived in New York a little over a year. We're still scumbagging it and poor, but still trying to do stuff and then the the option of like oh i'm going to work cuz there for a while i worked 7 days i worked 6 days a week and had one day off to do comedy stuff
2: I, I would be i was doing the same thing selling hot dogs definitely 6 days a week and i honest i swear to god my paycheck i want to say it looked like $350 a week oh yeah no it had to be
1: cuz mine was split I worked three, three to four days. No, it was like three and three. I worked three days at Starbucks and three days at Whole Foods. Oh, you did both at the same time? Gotcha. For a while, like this was for a good chunk because I thought I could make more money, and it just like it, like I yeah between them probably, yeah, three hundred bucks a week oh, after that. Um, so that, that's the mindset we're in is like our, our roommate, we were already paying more than we probably should have been paying. We're, we're comfortable paying. Yeah, because we had a little money um, saved
2: up. So that was dwindling quickly.
1: Now living that life, man. We
2: were living the comedy dreams. I, I, One thing about looking at those emails, I see a lot of our emails back and forth. And I'm like, yeah, we were making $350 a week working six days a week. And yet, we were really active doing comedy. Like, really active. I'm amazed. If only I had that fucking energy now. Um, That was the only thing that
1: kept us from the fucking bottom of the bottle with the noose on the end. Like, (laughs) that was the only thing that kept me going mentally.
2: Well, I think... Was
1: that we would work and then go to a show. Work and, like... Try to get it on a show like we were in the thick of it, which is revitalizing, which keeps you going. Like
2: you said, fuck, you said to me one time, "This is so." After eventually down the road, I got uh, I started making really good money as a bartender, and then my yeah, you, and because of that, my drinking really, really exacerbated exacerbated. It took it went into an uptick, or maybe I'm making that up, but I was drinking a lot, but I was making a lot of money. But my drinking had um, eclipsed like the amount of work I was doing comedy wise. And I remember I was I think you had to carry me home one time. And the next day you were like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, I was like, what? Like, uh, I remember just saying like, so and so you and I know who he is. He's a bartender. Uh, he drinks all the time and he's like the happiest guy ever. You're like, But he has no creative ambitions. Because I was miserable at the time, too. I remember telling yeah, yeah. you how upset I was it's like because you're not you have all these you're a creative person, but you' not you're not uh, utilizing any outlets for it or something. Like yeah. if you want to create and you're an artist and you get into a rhythm where you're just uh, not making money uh, like is it like a mundanity of it? I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's like it, if you don't give yourself an outlet to get yourself out and you just start going through the rhythms you're especially if you've been doing creative things in the past like if you've, you've like yeah. we talked about we were, weren't making any money yet we were still doing these crazy comedy shows i found our contracts for we we used to oh, make shit. contracts for these theaters downtown black box theaters yeah
1: that those are all gone every single one of those theaters is long fucking I gone know,
2: and certainly if those agreements are out there they're not in the I don't feel like they exist in the same way. Cause we were, even though we we're making that money, we were still making these agreements that we like, we're going to fucking have to figure it out in a month. Cause we owe them a check in a month and we just signed a four month deal to do I these mean, shows. We're,
1: we'll get into this, the fucking reason why we're rubes, but there's a reason we got those contracts is because we're actually honest. People. Like we met these people. I'm sure they had no fucking reason to let us use the theater. But we were we had our shit together. We pitched them and proposals, like
2: proposals, yeah. And wow, they yeah. said
1: sure, we'll give it a fucking shot. Like, there's no reason why we should do it for you. But I mean, we were honest and we showed up and we were prepared and
2: yeah. I think that's a big part. Is just like is, is Woody Allen the one who's credited like ninety nine percent of life is just showing up. Yeah. It is true. That's what I'm thinking about with, like, jobs. Like, do I just fucking um, Willie Loman it and put on a coat and tie? Is Willie Loman the guy who's like, oh, come on, like, who Gil is based on? Uh, no, Loman is uh, uh, Death of a Salesman. Who, oh, uh, Gil is based on uh, uh, Glengarry Glen Ross? Yeah, yeah.
1: I forget <laughs> the guy's name in that, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I want to go back to a handshake Lifestyle getting back to the point so we're looking for an apartment yeah we're struggling nobody's getting back to us we're starting to panic because as you know when you're looking for apartments uh you know you have a certain time by the end of the month we had a certain time before we had to tell this landlord we want to stay at this apartment or not yeah yeah uh old jeansy italian in jeans um (laughs) That's a great name for a painting.
1: Italian in jeans.
2: uh, Yeah, and it has to be like, uh, like, well, I was gonna say like one of those famous like Leonardo da Vinci like finger touching God, but just in a nice pair, or one
1: of those like old Baroque like, (laughs) like, and they were all like Italians just standing with the ornate background, but it's just a a middle aged Italian man in like dad jeans.
2: (laughs) Exactly, tuck shirt. Got to be a tuck t shirt.
1: He's holding an apple, a very ripe apple. <laughs>
2: um, so eventually I get in touch uh, with, uh, I find on rent.com, I find an apartment. And looking back on it, I it's clearly, clearly, clearly too good to be true. Or maybe it's the second. So I reach out. It's a. Two, it says two bedroom. I don't have it in front of me, but I think I do. Oh,
1: I got it. I'll get it. It's right here.
2: I got uh, it. Uh yeah, what is it? The subject is
1: two bedroom apartment Manhattan 34th Street and 9th Avenue. Okay. Prime time, baby. Heart of it all. All right. So, all right, that's not bad. Does it have a price on it. Uh 700 a month. <laughs> <laughs> Which is was right in our price range. <laughs> Cuz we uh, made both made 350 a week and that's the old New York adage. If you can make your, you got to make your rent in a week. There you oh, go.
2: my palms just got sweaty as you <laughs> said that. Life. I feel so stupid. All right. So that's the first one. I go, holy smokes. All right. This is, uh, this is fantastic news. So uh, I'm looking at the emails. Let me find them. Um, did I send you the whole back and forth?
1: No, no, I was because I read what you had written today and I was like, oh, hilarious. Oh, no, he sent that today. No, I just have her, what she sent you.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: at 8.08 on Friday, September 29th, 2006.
2: I got it. I got it right here. Okay. The Way, Way Back Machine. So I reach out and I say, hello, I'm interested in your apartment. The name is Corinne Schultz. The email is a30gr at yahoo.com. I guess in retros, many things are great in retrospect. But yeah, I guess that email doesn't really fit. Hello, my name is Cor- Hello, my name is Scheltz. I have the apartment in Manhattan for rent. The rent is seven hundred U.S. dollars per month. I had the apartment with my husband because he was from USA. And last year she died yep. in a car Already. accident. <laughs> car accident we had. So so casual. Oh, my God. I really do feel sick. I'm starting to feel sick in my stomach. (laughs) I also lost my healing in the accident. Now I live in München, Germany. The apartment is very big, and it is a nice area of Manhattan. I have received another offers today, about 50 proposals, and I want to know that I only let the apartment if you pay in advance for rent for three months. Listeners, can you hear where this is going? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and okay. So I'm looking, and she. I'll put these in the on the Facebook page. By the way, we're working on a a new face, uh, a new jerk practice Tumblr, which will be coming out. Make it easier, so we can still interact on the Facebook page, but we can also like. I can go back to putting those ridiculous blogs together that none of you read. All right. (laughs) So she sent four. She he it uh, sent fourteen pictures of the apartment. And it is $700 a month, keep in mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely amazing. amazing. Fully furnished, of oh, course, because her husband. I hope these dead. are actually from Germany. These pictures are from Germany. You have the pictures in front of you, too? Yeah. Oh, okay, you have the whole thing. All right, here's my response. I, but that's the thing. Look at the pictures.
1: It's believable. Like, it's a little dumpy. Like, that little crappy TV and that terrible cassette player. Oh well, let me look at that. Let me see. That. Uh, but, yeah, if you look at it, you're like, there's no way this is in the city. Oh, I would not even know think that. of that if you look out the window. No windows. You're
2: right. That's a German apartment. This is very German.
1: Yeah. Like, it just is German. Like, oh,
2: wait, wait, wait. But do, are we saying, do we honestly think this con artist? Oh, wait, spoilers. Do we honestly think this person is German? Or are they from, uh, like... Bensonhurst? No, are they from... The, are they the same people that are, like, from uh, Senegal that are like... Oh, right, yeah. We have $300 million waiting for you. Just send us 30000 It might as well be that obvious.
1: It's very specific. Like, I live in Munchen, Germany. Maybe that's just them putting that in my head. Right. Like, these, honestly, these pictures could be from anywhere, but they look very German. They look
2: too. European. For sure.
1: Yes. And they look like they should be in the uh, the best foreign film nominated committee and there should be some like sad drama about someone that what she just described to you should be the movie. Her US husband
2: died and now she's deaf. Yeah, sad drama. Let's continue with my response. Uh oh. <laughs> of course this is the first thing I say. This is why you know what? And I'm cool with it. Like the so did I mention like one of the offers was to write about this, right? And one of the reasons I want to write about it, and I'm sharing about it, because this is hard for me to share, especially as you're going to hear me continue. You got roped into it with me, but uh, this is hard for me to share because this is so dumb of me. So I want to write about it so people... Uh, when they do dumb shit, you have to be able to forgive yourself, you know, because you're just, it's yeah. just going to happen in life. And now that we're all online, that sounds like a 40 year old man. Now that we're all getting we're more all, and more online, we're all in that worldwide web. <laughs> so my response to Caudine, I'm sorry about your loss. <laughs> oh God, ah, You still oh, got that a tinge. You got the green on you. The three months rent would not be a problem. See, she baited me. By the way, this is also uh, uh, a greed thing, too. Like, even though I was, like, dumb and young, I think, and we were a year in New York, I knew that we were an hour outside of the city in Brooklyn paying what we pay, and this is in the heart of Manhattan for less than what we had. So uh, there's your flags right there. But So there's a greed aspect to it, like... I, I need but to be
1: fair. It's like you, every now and then, like sometimes that shit's a reality, right? Like, you know, you, we've met people while we lived here that had killer apartments are like, yeah, man, I ran it. You know, like, so it's not beyond the
2: pale that it, it it is. It is. But, but well, I let's, for example, I did end up with a sweetheart deal through a guy in Manhattan yeah. in Chelsea, but it was, and it was still like mind blowing the price. It was a studio, but a big studio, which if you're outside of, yeah. like, the city, you're like, studio, you know, fuck that. But it was a big studio for $800 on 23rd Street. That's oh, yeah. unheard of in 2008 or whatever it was. Nine. All right. My, oh, I'm so sorry about your loss. And I was, I'm sure. Yeah. Hearing loss and husband-slash-wife yeah, loss. Yeah, double loss. The three-months rent would not be a problem, which it would. I'm sure, but that's how bad I, we were. We, like, I wanted it. Would it be open for December 1st? And I was also wondering what kind of lease it would be. It's a beautiful apartment and would love to hear more. I spelled here wrong. Do you see that? I'm just you scared. were mocking a deaf woman. I know, oh, my God. It's a pun. Here. Maybe I didn't want <laughs> to say why. here. See, I still got, I still, even while I'm getting completely skinned, I still have a sense of humor. You still got one in. Maybe it was a real deal. And she was like, if you're going to mock my hearing loss and the death of my husband. (laughs) Slash wife. All right. She gets back to me. I can't believe I did that. Oh, fuck it. Whatever. Yes, I can. No utility costs included. The utilities are about $60 to $80 a month. You think that's about right? It's a little light. Wait. No utility costs included. Oh, wait. So it All right. So that's a little more realistic. She's yeah. adding on. Now this beautiful palatial apartment in midtown Manhattan is 780 Oh, my $780. God. Look at that patio. Look at
1: those windows. <laughs> is
2: there a patio? The amount of sun we'd have. Um, all right. Uh, the apartment has three rooms, two bedrooms, and living room. The apartment is very beautiful. It has beautiful furniture. The apartment was designed European style. It is lovely. Oh, my God. They're justifying in case we're smart enough, which I'm not. Uh, (laughs) Why
1: it looks so. She's like they might.
2: Even they're like, do we have the? Did we bait these fucking idiots? There's no way they're not going to get past the European style pictures. Anyways, uh, let's see. uh, Yeah, that's
1: not an American. That's not an American sized television. I'm telling you.
2: (laughs) What uh, does the does it say? Das Zenith. The apartment was designed European style. It is lovely. If you wish the furniture, you can keep it. Or if you have your own furniture, I will find a storage for mine. Mm. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, there's t- a scuzzy futon in there. Like, eh. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is. A- I told you that I lost. I think here's where, like, the flag should have went ray fucking up. I told you that yeah. I lost my hearing. And since then, I have to go to hospital every week. And I have little time to spend in USA because of that. I don't know. Hearing, hospital, once a week, maybe. <laughs> it's fresh, if it's fresh. <laughs> fresh loss. Uh, no pun intended. Pun intended. I rent the apartment for a limited time, minimum one-year contract. I am in München, Germany, as I have told you. The key of the apartment is here with me. Oh, God. <laughs> Due to the fact that it is big distance between USA and Germany, we can use an escrow service to make the transaction. You will have to deposit the funds to the rent.com service. As I have told you, I have received many offers, so it is hard for me to decide. To wish to use, excro, rent.com service. I don't want to make a trip for nothing and not to find you there and lose time. I also putting it on the victim now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also don't want to lose your time either. Here are the steps to work this fast. All right. Let's see. I haven't even. By the way, this is fresh on me because I felt again. I keep iterating the emotions this brings up. I haven't even read the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you will reply to me with your full name, all caps, and address. I will set up the transaction to rent.com service. You will have to make the deposit of three months' rent within 48 hours to the service. The will, they their will hold the funds. They will confirm me about the deposit, and I will book a flight and establish the meeting with you to show you. This is like a kidnap, ransom thing. Uh, uh, I know. It's I like will, taken. I know. Uh, what's the famous line of take in Taken? God, I'm so slow. Uh, I will find you. I will give you a European-style apartment. <laughs> and it's $80 utilities. <laughs> um, you like the apartment and we make the contract at a lawyer office. This is so much fucking work.
1: God. why? That's the thing, like... Knowing us back then, we would have bailed on. This is too much, too many steps. How did we manage to do all of these steps
2: correctly? That's why I want to put it out there. When you're feeling panicked for something, for work or for a place to live or something, give it a day. You you fucking jump into it because you're under the gun. Uh, but but it's like and again like I I like make a living now and I don't work nearly. I certainly don't work six days a week. And I don't have yeah. time for anything. Um, uh, let's see. Lawyer's office. After we make the contract, I will receive my money from the rent service. If you will not like the apartment, you will refle- receive full refund from the service. This way, I will also assure me that you have the money to pay me in advance. So, And also, I'm losing my German. And also, that will not lose my time and I will not make the trip for nothing. This, will I, this way, I will also reserve the apartment for you and refuse other offers. Please reply with your full name and address. So I will start the (laughs) transaction. All right. So any red flags in there?
1: What if this was just a, like a a complex murder and then they realized how sad we were. And they were like, "Hmm." it could be right.
2: It could have easily been a murder.
0: That's Um, what
1: we like. We made that joke. Like before we even moved to New York city, just to like, just the whole idea of like being shown the apartment and like, and oh, this is Reggie. He'll be your murderer. Oh yeah, came axed out of the closet. Like this is way too oh, complex. Man. Just like maybe they tried to steal our identities. Maybe. Because I've had my maybe. identity stolen, and then I found out the guy just had it for a long time and didn't do anything with it. And I was like, maybe he just felt bad, and he became like a father figure, and he would, like, put money into my checking account. Oh, rent's coming saving. up.
2: Yeah. yeah, I had my uh, – I didn't have my identity stolen, but I've had uh, <clears throat> credit cards used. And so, like, oh, I've yeah. got, I had one credit card used that was perfectly – It's was like, did I – was I drunk and did this? Like, charge like, mm-hmm. $500 to an overseas oh, sex fuck, line yeah. something. So – who calls it? Only dirty Europeans still call phone sex, and sex lines. lines. They still exist. Oh yeah. You can still. Uh, I. What did I? I had to type in something. Uh, I, ty- I Did I type in www.hotmontana.com? I typed in have. something and it just came up like one of those classic old. What did I? I'll have to remember. Like what late I typed night
1: in. MTV, late night Comedy Central, like. Call me now.
2: It wasn't even video. The entire website was just one page with just a different line of 1-800 numbers. 1-800 free fuck. 1-800 hot buns. And You're just, right.
1: That is just all They in, should still show those ads on MTV because those are the same old fucks who still call phone sex lines.
2: Cr- you Back then. Like I've I've shared, right, that I lost all of my confirmation money because I called phone sex lines. Uh <laughs> no, <that's laughs> I didn't yes. share that. So when just I
1: one more for a stack of Ruby Tuesday, Ruby again, Wednesday with hot.
2: This is this isn't as Ruby as just a fourteen year old boy's hormones so strong that they yeah. completely uh overtook any common sense or logic. Yeah. I was
1: just like... Because you had no way of getting a Playboy. No way of getting porno unless you stole them from someone's dad.
2: And I didn't even have the money. It just so happened that, thank God, my confirmation... The money wasn't in hand. This is like my three months rent. So I just said... I I was watching probably USA Up all night. It said, call, phone, sex, this and this. So I called from our home phone and just fucking called. I said, whatever. Because the reason is, is because... You can call the one eight hundred version, and they'll just be like, "Hey, sexy, call the one nine hundred number if you want to have fun oh and i I'd been toying with that for 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 a while just like, wouldn't wouldn't do it for you anymore. All I need is the one eight hundred and the little hello, cowboy. that's all I need and then one night it was just too much, and just, so I had uh, to call the one nine hundred and I God fucking mess. did, and I called just from of course that's gonna show up and it was like a hundred and ninety dollars and all i did was call i talked for about two minutes and they'd be like hey are you 18 partner yeah of course of course i'm 18 (laughs) and then i I how big are your boobies i don't think i i didn't have the the nerves to like ask for anything and i would just got scared and hung up so it was like 180 dollars of me Fuck, just calling dude. and hanging up it's essentially. Like a five minute conversation, basically. The bill showed up on the exact day after my confirmation. Confirmation? When like, so, I was like, I'm Sunday, living rich, baby. 180 bucks cash. My dad's like, my <laughs> What is it, father? But they oh, even even that incident is just like, now I'm a man in the eyes of God. Whatever could you want? <laughs> you are we're just, equals now. It's just the, all the circumstances were just too perfect to oh, be like, fuck, that's go dumb. to your room, scumbag. No, no, no. Don't take that money. Just Get go to that, your room. Well, <laughs> and don't call 900 numbers. No, um, but you're right.
1: That USA up all night is the perfect just hormone. Like it's your fucking pre-teen hormones brewing. Oh, yeah. Because the host is the busty, buxom, funny, like, host. Oh, yeah. And the movies are, like, the old, like, 70s, 80s, like, titty movies, but they don't show them. They get close. Yeah, close enough. So you're
2: like, maybe... Look at, again, just look on the side of that TV, looking around the corner for <laughs> You can just turn nipples. in the TV, like... God.
1: No, and then they show those phone sex things, and it's the same thing, and there's just no... USA also... You gotta take had,
2: a cold fucking shower. Silk stockings. Uh, thank you. Yeah, they also, on the weeknights, they had... So, weekend, I think, was up all night, but weeknights, starting at 10, 11, silk yeah. stockings. Um, can't think of one, but Le Femme Nikita... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it yeah. was just too much. All I needed to work me up for in the entire evening was the first two-minute opening of Silk Stockings, the intro yeah. credits, because it was a yeah. leg in a silk stocking. That's yeah, it. Right? It's no. all stuck. It and they had
1: one show that was about, like, beach bike cops.
2: Yeah, like Pacific, and I remember
1: seeing, Pacific Blue. Yeah. I remember <laughs> seeing an episode with a woman washing a car in a white shirt with no bra on. So I watched that show just to see
2: that scene again. And you never got it? No, never. I don't think it existed. Never. Like, the sex, like, just dropped out of it. We, I think we shared about... When, <laughs> I, I, I won't get too into it. We'll get back to Corrine. Yeah. But um, yeah. the movie channel, the Sad Dad movie channel of Encore.
1: Oh, Sad Dad, yeah.
2: But Encore was a movie channel. So about once yeah. every three nights, you got an actual, like, nipple... Or You got maybe- Cor- Corrine Schultz in her
1: apartment, like,
2: yes, seducing like a sad suicide survivor.
1: You know, it's like an art, art house movie that happens to have like a very average motherly looking lady who happens to take her old
2: sad mom bra off, and you're like, This'll do, it'll do forever. Um, remember that movie? It was a, it's actually, I think, like, kind of a cult movie. And maybe James Caan is in it? Nah. But it's, it's like a menage a trois, James like wife-swapping movie. It's called like Jack, Jill, Alice, and Don. <laughs> it's just four names. Have you heard that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounds really familiar, yeah. And Something like
2: that. It yeah. is rife with sex and tension because it's about these 60s hip business couples, a man and wife, two men and wives, who are like making arrangements to sleep with each other's wives and vice versa? Like they're all into it, but they're all nervous. Uh-huh. So I am watching this movie with like, just like white a, knuckles and just like kn- a
1: tea kettle. You're just
2: and it literally <laughs> ends with like each couple getting in bed together with like a funny 60s like freeze frame, like let's do it! and uh, like credits. And uh, it's still in my head Put now. F- like, look, it's still <laughs> in my your- head. Put your fist through the wall. <laughs> yes. Uh, I. But I think we've talked about that. So anyways, um, back to Corinne. My response to this clearly sketchy email. My name is Hans Carl Frey. Middle name. You tried Again. to lean
1: into – you tried a german dare. You tried to get
2: on her side. My Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. My name – that's probably – I'm sure that was in my head. My look. name is Hans Carl Frey. I'm Karl German. Freywald. She's German. So there's Done. a connect. I've got bad hearing. She's deaf with a has I don't have a husband her husband's dead. <laughs> <Neither
1: did she. laughs>
2: uh my name is Hans Karl Freywald, and my address is Hey, do you remember our old address in Brooklyn? Uh, no. 4606 Two- 7th Avenue apartment Seven. Think about if this was a murderer. They know where we live and your full name and your middle name cuz you said Hans Karl with the K. Jesus. Uh, apartment two, Brooklyn, New York, one one two two zero. My room- <laughs> my roommate is Casey Van Heel. And <laughs> you just
1: <laughs> imagine if I died in a car accident, you'd
2: be like, <laughs> "My roommate is Casey Van Heel, and he resides at the same address." I also have a friend of he Henning does. Kashi, and he lives oh, no, Jesus. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't. Yes. <laughs>
1: sorry i I had to do it um he was living with that dude who knows henry kissinger
2: at the time that apartment (laughs) that uh, old lebanese guy that apartment lives in my memory like a foggy dream it whispers through the wind like the wind bent wheat any literature people out there It like it really does it like listen like a like a cigar smoky haze because it was this very thin apartment like with a layer of like old like paper like like Intellectual stench? Like a guy that yes. just smokes it smelled and like reads old books. old books. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: it did. It smelled like cigar smoke and like library. And very old furniture, as I recall. Like those old Persian rugs and like old, like nice dark wood furniture.
2: Tapestries? We were,
1: yeah, like we rehearsed in his study mm-hmm. and it was just stacks of books with blankets over them.
2: We'll have to get Henry And he had
1: like the old roll top desk.
2: Yeah, we'll have to get him to talk about it. When Henning comes back, he'll have to, like, explain that, uh, or we'll ask him to explain that relationship. Um, Henning ditched two two fucking, <laughs> these two idiots for, like, a guy who works at the UN. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, let's see. I don't know why he didn't just, I get, oh, I get it. I would say from my perspective, I was like, I don't know why he just didn't stay in that hallway room he had. <laughs> Of course, because he was uncomfortable. But it was I, there was never like, Hanning hit the bricks, buddy. I think he just knew he needed he to just, get out of that madhouse as soon as possible. Um, before I painted it blood red, I'm going to put up the Donovan. So we have an old, uh, in oh, case you yes, don't know the jerk totally. practice, we had an affinity for introducing ourselves. Much like we don't have on the podcast.
1: Because no, it's funny how in one, one medium, all we could do is write intro, funny intros, and then in another, we can't be bothered with. We've burned that
2: burned that bridge already. So uh, I'll put up an intro, which uh, Henning put together, or you did. I, I don't recall. Uh, uh, no, together. it was Henning
1: because Henning did the, the cool animation.
2: Yeah, it looks really cool, but you'll also see, like, what, like, are they in, they're like in an insane asylum because, well, I'll get to, well, no, we ended up staying in that apartment, needless to say, I'll finish this. And Not then, to bury the lead, this was a scam. <laughs> so we ended up quite uh, out of necessity having to stay in this apartment and then to make it like, that was probably like a way of me, like literally trying to paint over my feelings. I was like, we have to stay here now. I'm going to make it fresh and fun because i fucked up so i'm going no, to paint cool, the living though. room in you were like i was home alone and you came back i think so i was like casey's gone i'm gonna fucking make this apartment cool so i painted the living room like bright bright red but in an in, i think it was also out of lack of days i realized like oh you have to do multiple coats. You're supposed to prime things, so it was yeah. just a very, like, almost brush-strokey appearance of bright, bright lobster red. The room next to it, bright, was bright. Blue. Blue. Primary yeah. color blue. I think I the next room was just another color, maybe brown? Your, your tiny room that you
1: had for the longest time was brown, because you then took that whole
2: side of the apartment and I moved my stuff to the other side of the apartment. Yeah. It was actually quite comfortable even though we were forced to stay there. Once it was just two of us, we had this huge apartment because we used what used to be the old living room that we
1: painted red. That was just like the parlor. Yeah. Like that's where we would hang out, write and rehearse comedy. And then the other little Henning's room was just perfect size for it. We went
2: to target and bought a TV didn't we, weren't, even though, like, I think flat screens were in, so we're like, everybody's getting them flats. So we got the biggest TV ever. Boxiest. Biggest yeah. boxiest TV that we, uh, I think we, yeah, we managed to lug home, but I think we got it for, like, super cheap. Yeah. It's a big old TV, but then we put it in the uh, alcove, which altar. I now yeah. think was, like, an altar probably for, like, a for very Catholic yeah. family or, a, like, yeah, a Buddhist no. family or something.
1: No, because there was that little inset thing in the wall that was a little, like, it had been painted over countless times. But it was, like, a little, uh, like, carving of uh, the Madonna and Baby Jesus that was, like, set into the back of the
2: altar. Oh, there you go. Slathered over with bright blue paint. Yep. And then the bathroom, I was going to paint all black, but that... I shifted and just outlined everything in black. It was a nut house, and then I bought yeah, a, a bunch of. Luckily, I I don't know. Again, where who has the time? I was I stayed up all night painting an apartment. I go to bed at eight o'clock now. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause the the kitchen. I was like I'm going. I bought wood. Um, contact wood. Uh, oh, yeah. What do, what do you call it? Like wood-grained yeah, contact, wood contact paper. I was like, I'm going to cover everything in this kitchen in wood. Fridge, stove, everything. That's crazy. Oh, God. Thank I think, God you didn't. I think I always had an affinity for um, – Andy Warhol had that place. Did they call it the factory? Yeah. And he was an artist with uh, – one, he was an artist, so that should have stopped me. right? He was an artist. But ha- artist, what'd you say? Art is hucksterism. Oh, he totally is a huckster. Yeah. He's the best. He's one of the
1: best. So, but like. Not to take anything away from his talent and his style, but by the end, he was just fucking, you were just buying to say, he Corrine Schultz people.
2: Yes. He's the original. You were just
1: buying it to say you got schemed. you got scammed by Andy Warhol.
2: Uh, Andy Warhol, the original Corrine Schultz title of the episode. Let's make it as esoteric <laughs> as possible. But he used to, like, the factory was a place he had in Manhattan. I want to say, like, far west side. No, lower east side. No, maybe. no. It,
1: it's, you know, that corner, that the pet store just north of uh, Union Square? Yeah. Like, oh, there's yeah. that Barnes and
2: Noble, and next to it's like a Pet Smart. That's where the factory was. In like, that, that whole Pet Smart.
1: Yeah. That whole corner building.
2: So, when I was in high school, I was infatuated because there was, like, a. Uh, Not a documentary, but like a little short I saw on Andy Warhol. And it was at the factory. And he was like, well, today we just decided to cover everything in the factory in tinfoil. So I was just like, what? And they showed around the factory. And that's all they did that day is just covered everything in tinfoil. So they just... That's so much... If you had a head full of acid, that's so much more fun. It is. But but yeah, of course, that's how they spent their day. Andy Warhol had unlimited funds for everybody to party while they did that. And then at night they all took mushrooms and drank and had sex with each other. That's a lot more fun than you and I going (laughs) mad in a red room, literally (laughs) no pun intended red room. as we like try and come up with
1: sketches. (laughs) It's Um,
2: almost as insane. I
1: bet if we looked at the stuff we wrote at that time, it would probably have a, an aggressive, like maybe harder edge because of the Red Room. In the way when we both lived in Minneapolis and you worked at the sex shop. Oh yeah. And we would write in the sex shop. Everything had a, a sexual twinge to it, just because. Oh yeah. We were surrounded by like everything had like sexuality or sex or like naked or like it, it just had because it was just
2: permeating your. There um. There's definitely psychological... There's scientific evidence. Well, if you can call psychology a science. Do people call (laughs) psychology a science? Psychiatry, I guess guess they call it. But that's bullshit because the brain is changing. A plus, baby. Um, That's how you get through a quiz. Plasticity? Maybe. Um, uh, But there's psychological studies about how color affects mood. That's why, like, in prisons... They are always these muted grays and yellows because they like bring you down and you don't want like reds like in like they say like bright colors and like reds and all these like fiery colors like bring up intense like almost violent emotions.
1: The Golden Gate Bridge where they were like, like people are going to commit suicide regardless, but people are drawn to the Golden Gate Bridge to jump off because it's the color
2: that it is because it's that red. I'm sure there's something to it, uh, or maybe psychology is the hucksterism of the science world. It's the Lucky Andy Warhol of science. Freud was. If I think nobody, I I, I may be wrong, maybe not. <laughs> I have been. Let's. I'm just being. It's a, it's a life of rigorous honesty. I have been wrong in the past, but I think Freud is like hit the bricks. Freud. I don't think people really practice. Freudian psychology anymore. I don't know. No, if, they're getting
1: further and further away from. I know. It's all,
2: butt, it's all butt stuff and sex with your parents. Yeah, I think it's all behavioral now. Like, they don't, like, because the thing with Freud, here's why Freud's the huckster. <laughs> why Freud's the huckster. Fucking huckster. <laughs> Everybody's a fraud, and I'm getting rubbed by everybody. Freud, <laughs> the deal with Freud was to be treated through his, <clears throat> what was his type? It, well, he wasn't cognitive. Was he cognitive therapy? Not no. Uh, he wasn't behavioral because he didn't give you means to change, uh, like your life. Like cognitive behavioral therapy is like I go in, I'm afraid of bats in co- covered in cobwebs, and yeah. they'll go like, well, we're gonna do Why? these exercises to so you're slowly but from. surely not afraid of bats. So he's like, first yeah. let's take you through like an actual he she. They're like. Yeah. Let's take you through this exercise. Close your eyes. Envision a bat. Can you reach out and touch the bat? Okay. Now, where's a place you wouldn't like to go? Oh, a bat exhibit. Do you think you could go and withstand being at the bat? I don't know who has a bat exhibit. (laughs) (laughs) The Wayne Museum? (laughs) Yes. Could you stand being there for 60 seconds? If so, wow, could you stand? And it slowly works you up. And then you're good that's how you deal with phobias. Eventually you've conquered that fear, right? It's like me. Like I always had a phobia of roller coasters and heights and old Leland took me step-by-step in Valley fair. And we rode like the smallest roller coaster slowly up to the biggest one. And, and, and I'm really glad I did because roller coasters, the worst part of the lines, but roller coasters are fun (laughs) and I would have never been on it before, um, on them before. So, Freudian psychology, let's just call it Freudian psychology, never ends. Yeah, isn't it to get to the source of something? And they're like, We found it. You wanted to kiss your mom. And but, you're like, oh, great. So, what now? They're like, Well, we want to find out where you wanted to kiss your mom. <laughs> <laughs> gross. Oh, so many gross. Corinne brings up a lot of gross. I don't want me. to
1: do the fucking. It's, a, it's such a dated sketch, but the. The one nine hundred Sigmund Freud sex call line. Where did you want to kiss your mother? <laughs> did we do that before? No, I'm just saying. I just thought of it. Like it's a good it's idea, dated, but it's fun. the one. Uh, just Sigmund Freud's on one of those pillows with that really smoky lens.
2: Henning, get your Freud ready. We might have a sketch to read next week. Yes. Um, all right, let me continue here. Uh, I am very eager to uh, – let's see. My roommate is Casey Van Eel, And I was thinking <laughs> – I was laughing at that because of, like, the murder. Like, I just got both of us murdered. Um. His, he, this is roughly his height and his weight. He works these hours. Uh, 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 he lives at the same address. I am very eager to set this up and would like to assure you that – oh, my God. <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I would like to assure you that I have no intention of wasting your time. Please get back to me with further details about getting together. Thanks again. Corinne Schultz. I have started the transaction. Please proceed to make the deposits in the next 24 to 48 hours if possible. So, I will She's Hans Gruber. If possible. I was just thinking that it uh at Kamikaze, What was the building Takanomi Plaza? i talking to me, Plaza. Uh, oh, I will expect the confirmation. Do I have an Alan Rickman? I can do his American, like, no, no, don't shoot, don't shoot. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, God. oh, my God. Oh, God. You're him, aren't you're, you? You're one, you're of, one them. of them. Aren't uh, you? Oh, I miss Alan Rickman. He was so good. Right, but his back-to-backs, were they back-to-back Die Hard and then Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Uh yeah, Die Hard was first, but I think Prince of Thieves came shortly after. Uh, I mean, relatively
1: quickly after. I it's probably about three four years. Oh, those are the two best
2: Rickmans. And by the way, somebody needs to no, print. Princely... Maybe it's
1: more than that, like five years, because really? Robin Hood was like early ish mid nineties. What did it uh, wasn't in the eighties? What did uh, Alan Rickman do between? Uh, I think he did a lot of like British like. BBC stuff. I'm trying to think of other
2: early Rickman movies. I mean, those are two defining roles. He did a lot of sad,
1: sad dad encore movies, I bet. We didn't even know.
2: Speaking of sad dad, uh, somebody needs to, Kevin Costner needs to to cut his soul patch. (laughs) He he has that thickness that a dad gets. That's not fat. Oh God, yeah. But it's, no, how do I describe it? It's just a thickness. Some dad, cool yeah. dads get thick. Oh, the thick. Sad dads get fat. Cool really dads like. get thick. <laughs> I don't know Ugh. how else to explain it. They become like a big toe. Um, he what, he recently
1: came out with, uh, he's like, yeah, I just finished a 12-hour long Western. Oh, and I was like, cool, I'm excited. But the article was just so douchey because like, the title was like, Dads everywhere, finally happy. It was really like condescending because Kevin Costner was like, "Hey, I've been working on this project. It could be a couple movies or maybe a miniseries." He was like, "A bunch of dads in leather jackets are the only." Pe-. It was really like shitty of the guy to
2: like then don't write about Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, did you? So Kevin Costner's not. He's never been. I don't believe a screenwriter of any of his projects. But did you know that? Uh, the, I don't think so. No, it's true. He,
1: I th- uh, that was the story. Was the fucking uh, dancers with wolves
2: locked the guy in his den? Yeah,
1: <laughs> <He> <laughs> made friends with the screenwriter and was locked him in that den until he finished it. And was like, "You write me a fucking movie, and it's going to be this, this, and that."
2: You know what? So he's I would take man. that gig. I would take that gig in a heartbeat. Fuck yeah. You're in a den. Hey, I, I don't know how abusive Kevin Costner was, but I, that's what I, like, I take that, I take any, like, harsh deadline. You're going to give me food through, a, like, a prison, like, window tray? Cool. I have food. Yeah. And I have a job. And it's Kevin Costner. Youngish, youngish Kevin Costner. Like, that's he's cool. Buns. You get one flat, you get one food tray and one flash of <laughs> the Costner one. buns. <laughs>
1: Right through the butt So it's a little
2: flap. It's like those old long
1: johns, those Prospector long johns. You but finish that door.
2: screenplay, buns. You finish that screenplay, put these buns in there. We're talking Academy Award. <laughs> All right. Oh, I just looked it up. So Rickman, uh, Die Hard was 1988. Yep.
1: Before that, by uh, oh, by one year, he was the villain in Quigley Down Under. Selleck. And then he
2: was sheriff of Nottingham in 1991. I was going to say 91. That's not that's not too bad of a gap. No, not Cause really. Cuz I I that's back when movies actually had like a pretty long shoot time, right? Yeah. Like they probably spent 6 months shooting Prince of Thieves. Yeah, he
1: made that like that was what he did for that year. Oh, that's awesome. He, he filmed it and then had to go out on
2: the road and promote it and shit. Cut his hat out with a spoon. Spoon. Cause it does dull it All right, Corinne Schultz. Speaking <laughs> of dull. uh, uh, that's just her. I've started the transaction. I'm, I'm questioning this. I might make a complaint to rent.com. I want some posts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because if we make want some free but, jerk practice, but ads. you'll be able to remind me how we ended up. Cause I feel like all right. I'll get. I've started the trans. I've started the transaction. Please proceed to make the deposit in the next 24 to 48 hours, if possible. So, I will, make, I will expect the confirmation from them about your deposit, and I will book a flight after that, and we will arrange a meeting as soon as I have bought my plane tickets. <laughs> if you will confirm it fast, then I will also have time to book the plane for this week, and spell plane wrong, and if we have a meet this weekend, and no, spelled plane right. <laughs> this week and we will meet this weekend and also make the contract and you can move in. All right. Move in. the uh, Dear Corrine, uh, that sounds great. The soonest I can put the money through will be on Monday morning because that's all the money I fucking have. Have in the that's fucking me world. That's making a note. I tried to do it online, but the transactions are limited to 500 United States dollars per transaction. If you need it sooner, if you'd like to rob uh, me sooner. I, <laughs> we could have both it, made it out with just 250 We just 250 in the can. If you need it sooner, I can send multiple transactions if rent.com would allow it. Please get back to me just to make sure. Thanks again. Oh, man. Sorry oh, man, about oh, your man. loss. Again. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. I will expect the confirmation, and after that, we'll arrange a meeting. Uh, and I don't even respond. She says again, because she's he, she is so elated that this fucking worked. I have received Download. the confirmation today. I will have to go tomorrow to book a flight. I will let you know my arrival as soon as I buy the plane tickets. We will have to arrange a meeting after that. Last response. That sounds great. I'll await your email. Thanks. Ah, uh, now, now,
1: <laughs> now, Casey, the flying thing, yeah. Remind me international flight for a fucking
2: apartment. Yeah, oh, should have known better. Remind me if oh the uh, all right. So that sounds great. I'll await your email. the The feeling, the way my stomach dropped after not getting an email for twenty four hours is like so intense. But um, so you kind of know in the back of your head it's too good to be true, and you are like, this could be a scam. And as soon as you get that first like, you are like, damn, do it. Fuck! So embarrassed, but Casey, did we not? Am I crazy, or did we physically go to a MoneyGram place and fill out a money order?
1: I remember going to like a Western Union thing for a money order, but I don't know. Was it
2: for this? I I thought it was for this, but if because he here's the deal. All right, so I never hear back. I have I have yeah. more on this. I never yeah. hear back. I'm flipping out. Freaking out. And so here I see this. I, I found this email. It's from eMoneytransfer at moneygram.com. This email mm-hmm. was sent automatically by MoneyGram eMoney Transfers. Please take a few moments to validate your email address. At MoneyGram, we take customer security very seriously. Validating your email address is one more way to help. So I'm assuming that's how we sent money. But I remember yes. physically going to a place. I'm almost sure of it. All right. I do too, yeah. So, but it must not have been through rent.com. Like I must, somehow there had to be a link because here's what I send to rent.com. Keep it in mind, this is why I want to write this article because I'm so embarrassed, uh, because I'm so uh, upset that I felt so ashamed because immediately now as an adult, I know what I needed to do was to call the cops Mm
0: -hmm. because
2: the cops have the people that go online and track this shit down. Maybe they wouldn't have done yeah. anything, but if you're out $2,100, you call the fucking cops because you got ripped off. Or yeah. you contact them as though you got ripped off, but I was so embarrassed that I sent this email to Was it to the full rent.
1: amount? Was it the full, full amount?
2: It was $2,100, three months rent.
1: Okay, because that was the thing. I do remember... Because you paid more because I didn't have the the full
2: amount amount. And I gave you as much as I could. I feel like you maybe gave me 700 and I took care of two months, which thank God, even though like that's crazy, it's 700 But again, I'm the one sending emails back and forth. So at the end of the day, I do feel so much worse because not only yeah, did I yeah. lose my money, I lose your money. And I know we're living together and it's communal, but it's still like... It does not feel good, believe me, when this was happening. It I it was guess, like Yeah, fuck. maybe
1: it was. I was like, How did we end up at the Moneygram though? There wasn't was there there was never a like email like, hey, yo, did you get a text? Were you texting with her as well?
2: No, no. Was I, that
1: part of it too? I, I guess potentially because she's that's deaf.
2: possible.
1: I don't have copies because how of would text. we go from the last thing we heard from her was Moneygram. We're using rent.com. And you had said they max us out at 500. Yes.
2: So there was a step in the middle. Oh, here. I got a uh, uh, breaking news. True. uh, This could be. So I just got an email uh, from the person that wants that potentially I could write this story for. Ah, shit. I didn't get it here. here, I'll read the response. Here's more embarrassing right on. So I got turned down. Your full
1: name, please.
2: Uh, This is from jennifer walsh welsh uh she leads uh what's the name of the website i think it's like how uh, wonder how to and it's the cyber crimes division i really like that you have a personal story and i definitely think that this could be a good post for our site it's it's a beauty post for the trademark baby podcast always already got it but for your first test pitch i'd really want to see if you can find someone else's story maybe casey van heels oh yeah (laughs) I really want to see if you can find someone else's story and interview them as the first post. It would be a better test of your skills. Would that be possible? Question mark. I just feel like the personal connection might change how you write these kinds. Of- no, you're getting a fucking first hand. Don't you see? Definitely a good pitch in line with what we're looking for, though. Well, Jen, don't listen to the podcast because I'm knocking you. <laughs> because I'm just going to turn in my own story and pretend it's Casey. <laughs> so... Putting it out there to the listeners. Have you ever been victims of a cyber crime?
1: You should put it out on the, yeah, Facebook it as
2: well. Um, if you've been victims of a cybercrime, email me at hfreiwald, dot. This is the
1: long con. You don't, <laughs>
2: you don't have we to be... got. Long... Corrine Schultz has been watching us since this day. <laughs> Probably. She's, she's just licking her chops waiting to get a free article out of me. She's um, going to
1: show up t- to each of our apartments with our
2: quote-unquote child.
1: <laughs> how is that possible? I, uh... uh
2: well, I, I, I hope that anybody would come forward with, even if you're embarrassed about it, because it cannot be, um... You cannot possibly be more scammed than I was. I said sorry for your loss. All right. So here's... I, I contact com. about a day later. But yeah. listen to how oh 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 where's my oh here uh here oh my god this is what i send them because i'm so embarrassed i don't want to send tell them hey i got scammed right off the bat i want to send them a message like could this potentially be a scam even though i've already been scammed so here's what i send uh subject uh i guess renter inquiry is the subject a landlord has opened up a transaction through rent.com. I was wondering if I could send the money through moneygram.com instead of going to an office, which would be tough due to work. Parentheses. This oh, is me God. sending to general inquiries. And by the way, the deed is done. I have gone down yeah, yeah, to yeah. an office. Um, <sighs> moneygram.com instead of going down to an office, which would be tough due to work. The total sum is 2 Thousand one hundred dollars Do you know what I would give to have $2,100 $1, extra yeah. right now? It would be a fucking godsend. And since dot moneygram.com only allows transactions of $500. So somewhere there's a text or an email that says, just go to there moneygram.com. Yeah, Money.com yeah. moneygram.com only allows transactions of $500 at a time. That's it. You know why? Because they're so protecting you don't get taken fucking rubes <laughs> from losing everything. Um, I would have to send multiple transfers. Jeez, what a shame. Jeez, Louise, with work and all. Please email me back ESA, asap. By the way, the postscript under here in my head is: Please email me back that I am am not a total moron because I've already done this. Yeah. Because I would prefer to do it online if possible. Thank you very much, Hans Frauel. That's actually very composed with, I'm sure, how freaked out and panicked was. Here's my uh, reply, which is is, uh, uh, the nail in the coffin.
1: Oh, as they say.
2: Hello. Thank you for contacting rent.com. Rent.com, all caps, does not offer an escrow service to renters or landlords. We highly recommend that you cease contact with any individual suggesting you use an escrow service and that you do not send any money via wire transfer, which right. we already know you did four and days ago. We, yes. That's why they're it's all caps. It's just they're doing their best Leland voice. Thank you, Matt B. from Rent.com. And they also say for more information, please visit our security center at Rent.com. This is such a good story that Jen is passing up on. Because I can contact these people at rent.com. I can yeah. s- tell them what happened so long ago, ask them what's going on now with like, how they protect people if this happens a lot. So many options. Yeah. I can interview you as a roommate, as a, uh, 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 you know, you hear it all the time. Like, I, I like this show, American Greed, that like, talks about scam artists. And you hear, mm-hmm. like, there's, and they're always, like, the last one I saw was a guy who scammed nonprofit charities. He took them for four hundred and seventy-two million dollars, but the reason he kept getting more charities to to go in with him is because Mm -hmm. one charity said, "This guy's like giving us huge returns." So that first charity that recommends other charities has to feel worse than the other charities because he's the one who stood like vouched for him, right? So, um. So uh, by the way, when I found these old emails yesterday, I emailed Corrine Schultz. Shut up! And I just said scumbag, and it, <laughs> and that email address doesn't exist anymore. Unfortunately. Oh fuck! Can you imagine if I got a response back? Excuse um, me? That's the grift of the century. Don't yeah. be ashamed. Contact me with your stories. I'll write it up. Uh, I'll write it up like a and a, I won't Dutch uncle you. Have you ever heard that phrase? <laughs> Dutch uncle. Dutch heard uncle. It.
1: I don't know what it means.
2: So I watch this. Uh, I guess we're coming up on that. We don't have anything to stop us, baby. Yeah, we're rolling. I'm going to give some joy work. If you haven't seen the show, Joe Kenda, Homicide Hunter, well, I know some people are true crime fans out there. Well, well worth your watch. It's on Hulu. It's probably free to stream. It's an investigation discovery show, but it's not as scumbaggy as the other ones. It's this homicide detective from Colorado Springs, comma, Colorado Springs is the most violent city in the entire oh, country. Shit. There well, is that's no n- doubt in my mind, John Benet country. It's because there's a, a military base there called Fort Carlson. Uh-huh. Joe Kenda was a homicide detective there for, I think, twenty something years. He his rate of solving homicides is like insanely high above everyone else. He solved like something like 393 murders out of 400 cases.
1: Jesus, he's like
2: Columbo, but real. He is. That's why I highly recommend watching it because he'll, it's reenacted, but he, the actual person talks to the camera and he's Uh just like calm collected. He talks about like how he scumbags these guys in interrogations, but he always has used, he's like, this person's a key to my investigation and you know what keys do. Unlock crimes, and then it'll cut to Joe Kenda, and he did something. He's like, "Well, my, 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 this is the woman I want to talk to, and I am gonna talk to her like a Dutch uncle." And I was like, "What the?
0: Fuck? I'm like what does
2: that mean?" It I heard like that so since one nine hundred Dutch uncle. So I think it might be racist against the Dutch because I looked and up uncles. the definition of Dutch uncle, and to uncle, it might be uh, what's it might be anti uncle too,
1: because. <laughs> <laughs> Which we both are, so it's it's so to German uncle day someone, against us. And
2: I've never heard about somebody being uncled, but to uncle someone um, bring, bring is it it to back. like treat them well because I guess the uncle is like basically the good guy. So to Dutch uncle to Dutch anyone is to do the opposite of something. So if you Dutch oh. truth someone, you if you you yeah. tell a lie. So to Dutch uncle them is to be a mean uncle to them to be not an uncle because uncles are nice <laughs> to dutch uncle someone is to meanly treat someone oh so you just you give them you do it the hard, hard way you hard way so you'd kend them so joy work there Dutch uncle so
1: that's you being mean to somebody
2: yeah that's if you that's giving them the dutch uncle all right
1: i mean i like it it's takes a lot of explaining as to, I'm just going to beat the shit out of them. Right. I'm going to be fucking a monster to them.
2: I'm going to be old Dutch uncle. I'm going to Dutch uncle. Uh, I think I might contact old uh, rent.com. Tell them my woes. Maybe get a free apartment. They'll be like, guess what? Because of your, because of your troubles, a new apartment opened up for $700. Love Love truly. Sheltsy Karininen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That took up uh that took up so much time. You got anything else? I'm trying to think what I, I had notes. I was What do you think of these What do you think of these glasses? I like them. They're a little small. They're a are li- they Those are new? Are these those are your new ones? Are, These are new. I'm trying. They uh uh, I love uh, Meg. Doesn't like anything I do, so it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't trust her opinion because yeah. it's always <laughs> fucking negative. <laughs> She's always giving you the Dutch uncle. She's giving me the Corey. In- She's Schultz uncle in me, Uncle Schultz. <laughs> um, I don't know. They're the exact style I want, but they're very small. So it's like anything in my life. It's like this whole story we said. Like I am. So you have like the bear, the the three little bears. I'm like the bear, <laughs> I'm like the bear that lives uh, under the basement without an arm. <laughs> I don't know, like nothing fits me. <laughs> I uh, so I my last glasses were too big, and like a style that the, the, the too big, too small. My legs are too short. I'm like the dad from. Uh uh, uh unc- what's that show uh that was after the simpsons king of the hill Oh yeah 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 I my pant like there's a 29 Go ahead and try and find a 32 waist and a 29 I'm like a goddamn <laughs> eggplant <laughs> Uh shirts I'm between a medium and a large <laughs> I mean Oh god Come yeah. on I'll find uh, the moment I find a shirt that fits it shrinks or it gets bigger somehow. <laughs> it just... <laughs> so, well, I don't know. Otherwise, life's good. Life's great.
1: Yeah, there's not really... I don't know, just working. I'm trying to think who I worked at. Oh, my God. They um did a... Uh, what's it? Fucking uh, Groundhog Day movie marathon at uh, the movie theater I work at.
2: They just play Groundhog Day?
1: For twenty four hours straight.
2: Whoa, smart! I, I get, I get the premise. Uh, and it's basically like an endurance thing. If you,
1: they have a few rules, but if you if you are able to stay the whole twenty four hours, you get twenty four free passes. Oh, that's awesome! Um, I could yeah, fucking
2: so. hammer that out in a heartbeat. Or is that easier said than done?
1: It, it's one of those yeah, it's kind of easier said than done things because you can't like. I mean, you can, but they may kick you out. You can't use your phone. You can't bring a laptop. Okay. No sl- No sleeping. You know, you can sleep, but they they wake you up between each showing, so you can't
2: just like take an Ambien and sl- sleep for half of it. Um, it, you can get up and use the bathroom, right? Yeah, yeah. You can order
1: food. You can go get a drink. Oh. Like, there's time limits. Like, you're allowed to be in the bar area,
2: but. Only as long as you're waiting on food. Interesting. And can you bring, at your place, can you bring drinks into the movie theater? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Uh was anybody there that was just blasted? Yes. Drunk? Yes. Because it starts at
1: midnight on Saturday and goes till midnight on Sunday.
2: All right. I couldn't, I would definitely, if I was drinking, have been a guy that got kicked out. But now, nothing sounds better to me than uh, because you know when we first moved to New York, when I was getting schultzed, maybe to like, <laughs> I would always leave and my sad life at the hot dog place where I had to wear little shorts and big shirts. Speaking of oh, bear God. without an arm, yes. Um, my favorite pastime was to go into. Remember the Virgin Megastore was in uh-huh. Midtown Manhattan. Uh, was in yes, Times yes. Square. Oh, yeah. And they had like a three theater movie theater underneath the Virgin Megastore. Yes, and almost. Yeah. Oh yeah. And at all times, almost you could get a matinee price any time of the day, depending on which theater they wanted to offer it. So yeah. I would. It was kind of like uh, going back to Always Sunny. Like uh, Charlie and Danny DeVito's Frank's life are oh, so yes, miserable yes. they just eat cat food as fast as they can because it it helps them to fall asleep as fast as they can. <laughs> That's kind of my thing. Like, I would drink free Stella Artois quickly, quickly, yeah. quickly. I'd make my way to that movie theater, pay, I honestly, again, it makes me like a 40 year old man living in 1970s New York, pay $50 mm-hmm. or excuse me, pay $5 to get into that movie, and I would just fall asleep in the yeah. movie. And it was like the best thing ever. I saw, I didn't see any of the movies. Doom Like whatever shitty movie <laughs> oh, yeah. was playing I just didn't care what movie it was How'd I get on that? Why was I talking about that?
1: Oh, because we did the movie And oh, guys you yeah. we were saying Like, did you meet someone who was drunk? Yes, I met a number of people Who were just getting fucking loaded And one guy, the most annoying guy Just comes in full head of steam Just starts shouting lines from Groundhog Day oh, To people God, God as if everybody in the bar is in into this and is there to see Groundhog Day. Nobody in there was. Mm-hmm. But so he's coming in like a bro like the Dallas Cowboys just won the Super Bowl. And he's got his Troy Aikman jersey. Like he's just, everybody, let's do it. Come on. And he's just so intensely obnoxious. He's like, hey, bro, what's up? What's your name, man? You know, yo, talking yo. A while. He's like, Casey, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie of all time. What's your favorite movie? And it's one of those guys, he asked you that. The fucking guy hasn't seen any movies. Eight and a half. He doesn't, like, he just hasn't seen any movies. So everything that I, I I talked about, he hadn't seen. He Then he's like, what's your favorite TV show? And I list off some TV shows. Did you get him with a that like, 70s? I <laughs> showed up because he would have been, yeah, it's good. He's like, I don't like that British stuff. Oh, God. And I was like, what? And he's like, "Yeah, I don't like don't like the accent." So I was like, "Well, there goes all of the some of the greatest television ever made." But just in this guy, these are the people. Like, why say things out like? No, exactly. And then he just keeps talking, and he's talking about movies. Hasn't seen movies. Says he's a used to be a movie critic. Of course, <laughs> I like this guy now. Now he's in my wheelhouse. And he says that, and I was like, this guy. So I try to stay away from him, and he just keeps ordering. He's a guy who – he's ordering shots of Patron. Oh, nice. And then when he gets – he signs the – he'll sign the bill, leave, and come back and be like, how much was that?
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, you drank five shots of Patron. How much is a Patron at your bar, if you don't mind me asking?
1: It's not a ton. It's like eight bucks. Oh, that's really, really good. All right. Yeah. So it's not like that's reasonable sure if you're is. doing shots of Patron. But if you do you, uh, five of them uh, in ten uh, minutes, it adds I uh, guess I uh, guess I drank a lot, huh? <laughs> I guess I drank that much. You know, just giving you fucking attitude. Yes, you did, you date shape. <laughs> ah, hit him with the British accent. So he has his phone I look over one time <laughs> and he's holding his phone, I shit you not, an inch away from his face. Oh boy. I was like, what's this fucking asshole doing? And then all of a sudden he pulls out a, like, fucking Sherlock Holmes fucking magnifying glass and puts that on top of his phone and then puts his phone up to, like, he's smashing the tip of his nose. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck's this guy doing? Let me remind you, uh, movie buff, never seen any movies. Film critic, never seen a film in his life. <laughs> Hates the Brits. He, he turns to me and he starts talking about the thing. Because people are seating. And I was like, oh, do you want to get your seat? And he's like, seat don't matter. And I was like, oh, because you've seen it a lot? And he's like, nah, I haven't seen anything. I'm blind. Is he really blind? <laughs> he's like, I get, like, not like I need a cane. Like, he can see shapes and colors. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> so he's a blind film critic. <laughs> that you can't... That, uh, you can write that because it's such an and obvious premise. no one premise. would think it's funny
1: because they are be like, well, that was easy hack. And I was like, no, this is a real person that I met.
2: What? Um... Oh, God. Blind. No Kane, No. No.
1: No Kane. Had a lot of stories about how he got kicked out. Of
2: sight? Of of the vision no, world? Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry for his
1: loss. <laughs> he was Kareem Schultz and me.
2: Uh, someday. It all comes back around. I'll probably run into old Corrine. I wonder if I... Uh, we'll see. Anybody out there, uh, uh cyber, cyber brilliant person? Okay. Uh, what, what would you call somebody who's smart on we need, the, we need find Corrine <laughs> Schultz <laughs> and animate her a, a, a gif of a middle finger going up and down. Scum, bag, scum, <laughs> bag. Bag. What, um, didn't we, uh, uh... Wasn't there, like, some funny bit we had with, like, a screensaver that kept popping up, which was just, like, a guy fishing hamburgers out of a lake? And into his mouth, yeah. Right? Ah, so funny. I wish... I probably... You know, again, uh, joy work for anybody who has had a Gmail account for a while. Go to All Mail, click uh, Oldest to Newest, and see all your old emails from 10, 12, 13 years ago. I found a lot of stuff between us that... um, in my, if I had my twenty-three-year-old energy, I'd go through. But like a lot of stuff that we don't have on Google Docs and shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Like oh, just like sketches and stuff. we Sketches we attached and emailed to each other and stuff. And for wh- I honestly think, in fact, I'm sure of it because I've had to do it numerous times. You know, you use your search function in Google and Gmail. To, yeah, yeah, I'll just put in Casey Van Heel cuz I'm looking for like an email from you lately. It doesn't go back that it doesn't go back to 2005. So But if you do oldest to newest, you, you... find all your old emails.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah.
2: If something can come out of It only cost me $2100 to find out and uh, <laughs> 12 years later. <sighs> uh, well, at least you know what? I'd still vote for Karen Schultz over Trump. I'm voting for Treasury Secretary. Oh God! I don't know. I don't know. I, I, we, we talked to Henny. We're gonna try and, for all you lovelies out there, friends of ours, listeners of ours, we're gonna try and keep it Trump light because so we got enough of that. Trump light. So we have plenty of boners. and <laughs> Ed, Ed podcast. Hey, Ed. We have uh, plenty of dumb shit we've done in our life that we can distract each other and and you guys from all the bullshit that's going on out there. And look for me on my stream, throwing a lit cigarette in Shia LaBeouf's beard.
0: (laughs) 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 Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah.
2: Hey jerks. Uh, Not jerks. Well, we're all jerks. Um, Just a quick reminder or favor, if you liked what you heard and you have a literal minute, please visit us on iTunes at Jerk Practice and subscribe to the podcast. And if you give that mouse a cookie, here's a real glass of milk. We're slowly but surely getting new listeners and recognition on iTunes, but we could really use your help on this front. Just by downloading the apps before you listen... You can delete them after you do. (laughs) Can you tell this is written? Or by giving us a five-star review, just click five stars and write poop. Shh. And just sharing an episode or two, send them to Greg Stone and your mother. You can really help get this pod out to the world. And whose voice is this? And we promise you, this this is true and we promise you this is a one this is and we promise you this is 100% not a scheme for a single solitary slug of zinc meaning money we just think the world that we live in as serious as it is or may become would get a little relief if we could randomly run into one another once in a while and say hey you hate musk too or praise be to Dom. Thank you, and we love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, Also, please follow us on our Facebook page, the Jerk Practice Podcast, and you can at us at Jerk Practice Pod on Facebook. Thanks.
0: Hello, brother. All's well, I trust? It most certainly is not. The workmen you've given me don't know their asses from the hole in the ground they accidentally blew yesterday. Come now, you speak as if they were a gaggle of slack-jawed yokels.
2: Mr. Terwilliger, come quick. There's trouble down to the cement mixer, sir. See, Cousin Merle and me was playing fetch with Geech. That's our old smell hound, and... Geech gone to heaven, Mr. Terwilliger. Oh, Cousin
0: Merle, really? Temper? Temper? You know, Cousin Merle ain't been quite right lately.
1: That was an hour. Sure was. Nice. (laughs) And how. The old Dutch uncle.